0: Video, like if you're not using video, like er, (laughs) the line caller, you need to start using video immediately. It is one of the most powerful tools you have in your arsenal as a personal brand, as a musician, as a band, um, because there is no other person like you. And that's what video does. It eliminates any other competition. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble.
1: Hey, what's going on? This is Brie Noble and you are tuned into the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience and growing your business. And today we're going to be talking a lot about connecting with your audience in order to grow your business, because I am talking to video extraordinaire Holly G of Holly G Studios. She is gonna help us understand how to make great videos, whether it's live video or pre-recorded videos, and how you can use those videos to really connect with your audience, engage them, and then move them toward taking action of some kind, whatever it is you want them to do, whether you want them to attend one of your live shows, whether you want them to donate to your Patreon campaign or your PayPal button, or if you want them to buy your newest single, that is one reason that we use video so we can connect and then we can give them a call to action because if they love your music, they're gonna want to give back in some way. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about Holly G's experience in a minute. She's a friend of mine we met in um, one of our mastermind groups and she's a really great giving, caring person, but she's also extremely knowledgeable. And I want to let you know about a program that she's just started all about, live video, because I think many of you are really going to benefit from this. And I want to make sure I mention it before we get to the end of the episode, just in case you don't make it to the end, if you get distracted, whatever. I want you to go over to femmusician.com slash Holly G. That's F is in female, E as an entrepreneur, musician.com slash Holly G, G as in George. And there you will find out about her live streaming program where she teaches you all the ins and outs of how to go live effectively to create engagement with your audience and grow your business. It's called Go Live Like a Pro, and she's got a really great deal for you on this course over there on Fammusician.com slash Holly G. So go check that out. We'll be talking about that during my interview. So if you want to learn more about it, you can listen through the whole interview or you can just go on over to that page and check out what she's got to offer. I encourage all of my students and coaching students that I mentor to start live streaming. As you know, I have a weekly live streaming show on Facebook Live. And it has done great and amazing things for my business, and I know it will for you too. But many of you are nervous about live streaming, and going through her course will really help you feel confident and know that what you're doing is going to be effective. So check that out, femmusician.com slash Holly G. And now let me tell you a little bit about my friend Holly G. Holly empowers online entrepreneurs to go from confused to confident on both sides of the camera and teaches them the skills they need to create videos that have a plan, a purpose, and a strategy. Holly has worked with big industry names like HBO, Sony Music, The Sundance Channel, Bono, Forest Whitaker, and more. I know you're going to get a ton of actionable strategies from my interview with Holly G. So that's a little bit about Holly G. So Holly, is there anything that's not in your bio that's a little bit maybe unique or quirky about you that you think our listeners need to know? (laughs) Sure. So
0: there's something weird about me. Like I have always, always loved office supplies. (laughs) That is weird. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, can we go to the office supply store? Like it wasn't the toy store. It was the office supply store. And I love just browsing the aisles and looking at the calendars and the planners and the pens and just like the post-it notes, like folders, looking at printables, like that was my joy. I still lo- absolutely love planners and office supplies and going to the office supply store. And I'm actually working on building my own planner right now.
1: Ah, yes. That explains why you're working on a planner. But that's just fun. To me, that's like, that's, that's definitely quirky, but that borders on nerdy, which is cool, like cool nerdy. <laughs> I am a little bit of a nerd. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. Okay. Okay. Nobody heard us. So how did you get started in video?
0: So video was actually a second career for me. It was, um, I got started back in 2008. Prior to that, I was living and working in Florida as a licensed real estate agent. And if anybody can think back to 2008 and the real estate market, uh, yeah, I remember there was a huge housing bubble that completely burst and I was like, oh, from my position. So I was literally standing at a crossroad. I was like, so what do I want to do? Do I want to pick up and get like another office job? Because I was also the office manager for the real estate company. I was like, I can do that with my hands tied behind my back and I can easily get another job working for somebody else in that specific industry. And I was like, I don't know. That's not what I want to do. So what do I really want to do? And I'd always had an interest in photography. So it was just a natural progression into videography when I was unemployed and sitting at home watching TV and a Travel Channel Academy commercial came on and it was a um, weekend course to teach people how to shoot and edit video travel channel style. And I was like, yes, that's totally what I want to do. Travel the world, shoot video. I was like, it is everything that I want to do. So I went and I took the course and this was in June of 2008. And I absolutely loved it. And that turned into an opportunity where I got to travel around Mexico, shooting a documentary and really learning a lot about Production. I did that in the summer of 2008. And then when I got back to Florida, I met with every production company that was in a 50 mile radius of where I was living. And I was like, So, what are you guys doing? Can you hire me? And I was like, Yeah, we're not really doing anything. We don't really have anything going on. I was like, All right, I'm out. By October of 2008, I had packed, sold, or put into storage everything I owned and moved back to New York because that's where I was originally from. And by November of 2008, I had an internship with a documentary production company, which led to a lot of really, um, Amazing relationships with people who I still connect, or who, people who I'm still connected to and work with to this day. So I ended up freelancing over the years as a videographer, producer, and editor and worked on projects for Sundance Channel, HBO, Nick.com. And I got to meet and work with Bono, which was super fun. Oh, and, man. you know, and just so much cool love stuff.
1: That.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So I've just been doing that. And then it transitioned into, you know, an online business later on. So sometime around 2010, I started to kind of notice a shift where I was like working for a lot of uh, corporate clients, which was great because it was very lucrative. But I was like, what about all these other people, like mom and pop shops, or you know, other people, small businesses, or entrepreneurs? I'm like, how are they making videos? I was like, everything's moving to online video. And I was like, these people need help making videos. So I started my own production company. I started working with you know, smaller businesses, um, one off uh, companies, entrepreneurs, and started you know, creating video uh, online videos for them. And then while I was doing that, I realized that everybody had the same questions and concerns when it came to creating video content, which was I'm not ready to appear on camera. I don't know what kind of videos I want to make. I don't really have the budget for it. So, understanding all of that, but also understanding that there was still a need for these people to create video content because I knew that that was the direction that everything was going, I said, well, how can I parlay this or, you know, like take what I'm doing. And instead of physically being in the same room, uh, producing and editing these videos, teaching people how, you know, all of the skills that I have obtained over the years, you know, working for numerous different productions and many different facets of video production and teach people how to make their own videos. And that's when I started my online business in April of 2013. And that's what I've been doing since then.
1: Yeah, that's the great thing about teaching people is because, you know, when you're just serving them one-to-one, like there's only so many hours in the day and there's only so many clients you can have. And when you Absolutely. teach people to do their own thing, then, you know, you're just expanding your sphere of influence and your ability to help people and more and more people yeah. are getting, you know, to benefit from what you can teach them. Absolutely. It creates this like ripple effect because yes,
0: I, you know, empower and teach, you know, people who are very... um you know, have, you know, extremely wonderful skill sets that, you know, if they weren't, you know, utilizing video to expand their reach and their audience are people who wouldn't be able to, you know, benefit from what they have to teach.
1: Yeah, I know. So let me just come out with the, the big question here. How can musicians use video to grow their audience and build their fan base?
0: So video, like if you're not using video, like, er, The line caller, you need to start using video immediately. It is one of the most powerful tools you have in your arsenal as a personal brand, as a musician, as a band, um, because there is no other person like you. And that's what video does. It eliminates any other competition. So let's say you know somebody's in the same musical genre as you and you know people are comparing the two. Well if there were video, like there is no comparison. You know, you you it's what helps you stand apart and on your own. So it is super powerful for that. And the fact that people have an opportunity to see you kind of in three dimensions as opposed to you know just you know, images or just audio, um, they, you know, can combine those two things and start to get to know you personally through your personality, because it's so much more, um, available to them through the use of video. So video is going to help you build that loyal following, build those super fans who are going to absolutely fall in love with you.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, musicians have been using video for years, but more in the like music video format, right? So it's yeah, be
0: all so super polished ways. There's so yeah. many different ways. So I was like, I was thinking, you know, let me think about like my favorite musicians and bands. And I want, I want you guys to. Imagine, like, if you had, like, a sneak peek behind the scenes into their creation process or, you know, band practice or backstage sneak peeks, like, we're about to go on stage or, like, you know, like, personal glimpses, like, behind the music. You get to set the tone. You get to pick and choose what you want to share and how you want to share it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think, I think that musicians feel a little confused as to how to do video because of the fact that music video has been their, you know, basically vehicle for years using video. And in that situation, it's really hard to shoot your own music video. Like you need to get a production crew and all that stuff. And so the idea of just going out there and shooting your own video with your own equipment, is very intimidating to them. And like you said, they don't know what to do.
0: Sure. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to, you know, you, first of all, use what you have, right? Use what you have and then upgrade as you go. I I guarantee you, as you are sitting here listening to this, you have a a camera within three feet of you right now. (laughs) That's true. I can almost guarantee that, so use what you have and then upgrade as you go. Um, you know if you are take people along on the journey that 's what really excites people. you know get them invested into what you 're doing, and there 's quick and easy ways to do that, especially with live video.
1: Mm, yeah, I know, so can you explain kind of the differences in the way to use videos on the different channels that are available because i 'm assuming that you would want to use video a little differently on YouTube than you would on Facebook or Facebook Live. And then there's, you know, Instagram and there's now Twitter video. There's so many ways to use video, but they seem all a little different.
0: Yeah, they are slightly different. The thing is, you have to respect the platform and understand why people are on it, right? So when I'm on Facebook, what am I doing on Facebook? Personally, I'm usually using Facebook for business, but it's also a way to connect with family and friends. So keeping, into con- keeping you know, how you personally use platforms into consideration is how everybody else is going to be using that platform. So don't be that used car salesman that pops up in the middle of you know, the, you know, the w- uh, intended use of a platform by you know, doing something completely off of the radar. Right. So each platform then has its own strengths and weaknesses and reasons why you should and shouldn't use it. But the first thing to take into consideration is where is your audience? Or do you have a large audience on Instagram? Do you have a large audience on Facebook? You know, where are your people hanging out? That's going to determine first and foremost, which channel is going to be the most appropriate for you to use. Because if nobody that, you know, if your people aren't on YouTube, then please do not spend a lot of time and energy investing into the platform if the people aren't there who are going to you know be if your fans aren't there, right? So considering that YouTube is a search engine first and foremost, it is the second largest search engine followed by Google. So when you go on YouTube, either you're looking for something because you're you have a problem that you want to solve, you are using it to search for the answer to that problem, pain point, or something is going wrong, or Or you want to learn something. So you're looking for tutorial-type videos or educational-type videos. Or you're just looking to kill some time and you want
1: something that's going to be fun and entertaining and, you know, crazy and wacky, maybe. Well, and I think for musicians, you know, people go there to watch music videos of those musicians. But then I wonder, you know, are people looking for other kinds of video from musicians on YouTube? And, you know, what's the the level of production that needs to be there versus, I mean, on Facebook, I think it's totally fine to like record a practice in your house, but would you do that for YouTube?
0: You know, it totally, it, it depends. So produce video is going to be a little bit more thought out, more, um, you, it's edited. So you have, you know, different than with Facebook Live. let's say, right? So your Facebook live, people are assuming, you know, it, it's what you see is what you get. So it's a little bit more casual. People are a little more, forgiving of maybe, you know, some things that they wouldn't necessarily be forgiving of on a produced video or pre-recorded video where you had the opportunity to kind of plan it out, write out a script, storyboard it a little bit, you know, plan your shots. Um, Generally speaking, and and I'm sure this is, you know, kind of a no-brainer for your audience, but audio is really, really important. So if you can't, you know, immediately upgrade the visual aspect of the video, you want to make sure that you're using tools that will enhance the audio portion because a lot of times people will take a look at videos and only listen to them.
1: That's that's so true. My daughter, she basically listens to music on yeah. YouTube. She doesn't even look at it. She yeah. has a playlist. She just puts it on. Totally. Yeah. So what do you think about repurposing Facebook Lives for YouTube? Does that work or is it not the right platform for that?
0: I, I personally don't think that full Facebook live videos make appropriate repurposing for YouTube simply because like it's it's different, right? So when I'm watching YouTube videos, I'm all about hashtag at the fluff. Well generally speaking, in all I mean even in my live videos, I'm hashtag at the fluff. Like I don't have a lot of time to wait in between and during a live broadcast, you know, fingers crossed, people are there, you're having a conversation, it's interactive, it's conversational. Um, and you don't necess- that doesn't necessarily translate well to a YouTube video where I'm not there actively participating in the conversation, but yet I have to watch. You Good know, point.
1: So you don't well, want all that dead time of like, hmm, what do you guys think? And then you're waiting for the answer. Ex- you know. Exactly.
0: So, you know, one of the things that I haven't started doing yet, but in theory, this is what I plan on doing with, because I have a I have a Facebook live show where I share, you know, it's um, business cinema live tips, tactics, and training, you know, and then I have uh, different guests that come on some from time to time. But for the general... Um, Facebook Live Business Cinema Live show, I usually come to the table with a very specific subject matter, and then I deliver between three to five actionable tips or strategies or, you know, hacks or whatever have you. And in theory, like I I want to repurpose that content, but I know that it's not a great idea to then take that full Facebook live video and then move it over to my YouTube channel. So while I'm already prepared and I have the camera on and I have the mic on and I have my fancy shirt on or whatever have you, I can just record a short version of that same subject and then put that onto my YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, so I've, that's, that's I've done, a good point. So
0: now I've, I've, I've taken the same value, that value that I want to deliver in the video or whatever have you, and I've used it to go live and have conversation with my audience on Facebook Live. And then I've taken that same content and just pulled out the meaty parts and created like maybe a three or four minute video for my YouTube channel based on that, the same subject.
1: Yeah. I feel like the application for musicians here would be like, I always encourage them to, you know, tell personal stories and yes. maybe tell the stories behind how you wrote this song or why you wrote this song. And on I Facebook Live, you could be like saying to the audience, you know, oh, has this ever happened to you? And, you know, see how they respond. Whereas on YouTube, you could tell that story, but you could tell it much more concisely, much yes. cleaner, and then perform the song and keep the whole video down to like five minutes. Yes. I always say people are like, what's the perfect length for your video.
0: I'm like, it should be no longer than it needs to be. Do not fill me full of air because do you know that you're busy? Well, I'm just as busy as you are. And do you like when people waste your time? Because I know I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So don't do things to other people that you don't want
1: being done to you. Yeah, very good point. So let's talk about, you know, confidence on video and building that. I, it's interesting because musicians, you know, different from entrepreneurs a little bit, they are used to performing. They are yeah. used to performing on a stage, but for some reason when they get in front of a camera, things change. How can they bring that confidence of being on a stage into the camera situation because with the stage you've got all this interaction with the audience and yeah. you know it's the the lights and the you know it's just it's the scene is set whereas with video it's hard to recreate that
0: no i hear you you're like in a in a room all by yourself like talking into dead air you're like hello
1: It's like doing webinars. (laughs) It's it's, It's like, I'm talking to myself for an hour. I think people are there.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So literally it's building your confidence comes with one video at a time. It's literally, you just need to keep Keep putting yourself in that position. Like If you're feeling nervous or uncomfortable about it or a little unsure, it's just going to take some time, patience, and practice. So it's literally one video at a time. And whether you want to shoot those videos and then share them with the world, or you want to shoot them in your privacy of your own home and then burn them down once you're done, that's totally fine too. But it... It I personally, you know, even having the, the background in video that I had, I was used to being behind the camera, not in front of the camera. So when I decided that I was gonna start this business and I knew that I needed to be the face of the business, and I knew that I needed to be the one, you know, as the star in the videos, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. it is completely different world over here. This is what it's like. And I was like having mini panic attacks. <laughs> but what I did was I um Took this as an opportunity to, you know, um, think about it in a completely different way. So instead of feeling like that nervous, like nerves and sweating, and like having that mean critic on the side, like just cutting me down, I was like, you know what, this feeling is. I'm like, this is me growing from the inside out because I'm doing something that uh, is new to me, and it is my, my the way that my body is telling me that we are growing and we are doing something exciting and new, and it's okay.
1: You know, yeah. So turning
0: it into something that was a negative into something that was positive.
1: Totally. I feel like we can't make huge strides in our career if we don't put ourselves into a position of feeling super uncomfortable for a while. Absolutely. You have to constantly always be pushing that boundary, even if it's
0: a little bit at a time. I have just a couple of more tips for you know, boot, how to boost your confidence. So first and foremost, don't be afraid to fail, right? Take the fear of failing off of the table because the only way that you actually fail is by not taking action.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the only way to fail. Like if you flub your word, nobody cares. Nobody is expecting you to be perfect except you, huh. right? And then before you start, sit down for a minute, and this, you know, this may be something you're like, yeah, that's not, I'm not doing that, but visualize a successful outcome. How do you want the video to turn out? Visualize feeling comfortable and confident sitting in front of the camera, and then just go for it. The other thing is like, you need to take that pressure off of yourself in the beginning. So instead of being like, oh my God, I'm so nervous on that, think about the person who's going to be watching on the other end. How do you want to affect change onto them? like, so if you were, you know, having a conversation with somebody and you were talking to them about, you know, something that you're super passionate about, which is something you should be making videos about, you're going to be into it. You're going to be like all about it because you're, you know, expressing yourself to them instead of, you know, when you try to do the same thing in front of the camera, you start to get all kind of introspective and you're like, oh my God, this is scary. <laughs> you know, just take that, take that uh, pressure off of yourself and, you know, think about how you want to affect change from the other person who's watching.
1: Mm. Yeah. I would definitely try to do songs that really get you passionate and excited and that you like to talk about too, because you, I don't want you to just go on there and perform a song. Like you need to tell them why they should care about this song.
0: Yeah. You need to tell people like, like, like you were just saying, personal stories, get them invested in your journey. Mm-hmm. that's what's going to, you know, that's that's the thing that that um, is going to be the most powerful way that you could use the video.
1: So why is Facebook Live so big and so really powerful right now? And how can musicians really leverage that? Sure. So video, I'm just going to drop a couple of stats and you just, you
0: get an idea of how powerful Facebook live is right now. So video streaming is on the rise and will continue to grow to more than 80% of all consumer internet traffic by 2020. And this is according to Cisco. So just wrap your brain around that little stat. 80% of all consumer internet traffic is going to be video by 2020, Uh, video streaming, excuse me. Wow. That's huge and then according to a facebook product manager people are watching lives three times longer when compared to a video that's no longer live so it's just a great way to be present with your people it's the number one difference between live and pre-recorded video on facebook or any other platform is that it's a conversation People are, you are there in real time and people are there with you in real time. And it's a way that you can interact with your audience and engage and ask questions and, you know, uh, get people to become invested in you. You know, you have to be respectful that people, and people, anybody who comes on live to watch you, they could be in a million different places, right? We're like we were saying earlier, we're all busy and we don't have time to waste. So when somebody is spending that time with you, they're really invested in you. And, in that, and that's a super powerful thing.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. And the fact that you can actually have a conversation with them, I mean, to me, it's like doing a house concert online. I mean, I really recommend yeah. my musicians do house concerts because you get to have this kind of conversation. They're so close to you. And it's so much better than this huge venue where you can't, you're separated. There's this yes. wall between you and the audience. This is like taking down that wall.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can go live and you can just send you know, like send a message out to your fans and be like, Hey, I'm going live. I'm taking requests. Mm-hmm. You okay. know, and you go live and you take requests and you play songs that your fans want to hear, Or like I'm voting right now. Do you guys want to hear this song? Or do you guys want to hear this song? Put in number one, if you want to hear this song or number two, if you want to hear this song, and then you play the song and then you stop and you tell a story about like maybe a little bit of background about that song. And I, I mean, I, I would love that. I would love to see like my favorite musicians just doing that definitely it's just
1: it you number one you remember them so much more than other musicians you know they're sticking in your mind those stories that just interact in action on a live basis yeah to actually to quote luria from uh, live streaming pros she said live
0: doesn't lie you know like uh-huh. people uh-huh. understand that when you're live there's it is what it is there there's no it's not edited everything is happening in front of you as it's unfolding in real life so what you see is what you get and because that, it literally, it cranks up that trust factor by like a thousand.
1: That's so true. Yeah. So how do you recommend, because I'm very big on like making sure that if they're going to do anything, whether it's a Facebook live or send an email or whatever, that they have some kind of call to action. What kinds of call to action do you suggest people use on a Facebook live?
0: Oh man, it, you know, it really depends on what the content of the live is, I guess. But let's say, you know, you, you go on and maybe you're doing a live where you're taking requests. So maybe a call to action could be like, you know, to, to get more views on that video. Too. A call to action could be simple as share this video with your friends. Do you, or it could be come on over to the website and download the free, you know, the new single. It doesn't have to be free. I don't know why I said free.
1: But it can I mean, <laughs> I, I often encourage them to give away a free song for, you know, email address. So it could be like download the free signal, sync signal, download the free uh,
0: single and, you know, check out the new album. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I, I you know, the sharing one is such a big thing because I... Always forget to do it. Like I need to write it on a card because every I have a like, go live video formula. Like, it's oh like, my this, gosh, this share. This, this it's share. Like, why am I not telling them to share? You know, they're all showing up and yes. I so appreciate that. And they probably know 10 million other musicians that could benefit from this information. Why do I not remember to tell them to share? So that's a really yeah. good one. Yeah. I, I always just say like, are you, if you're enjoying
0: this, if you're finding value in this, if this is interesting or fun for you, go ahead and share it.
1: Yeah, it's, it's kind of hard though, because you want to tell them to share it in the beginning because otherwise if they sh- wait to share too long, it'll be over. But then it's like, how do you say, well, if you're enjoying this or getting value. So I think maybe like for me on my show, I might say like, you know, if you've been to our previous episodes of Indie Interactive, you know how awesome and valuable they are. You know, if you think this could be helpful to any of your friends, please share. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, you just kind of got to work out a time in there to 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 ask for the share. Yeah, I have I have a
0: special video
1: formula that I I created and in you know
0: it's it's the thriller interact spiller you know um, uh, share interact and then oh did I say it wrong it's thriller filler spiller <laughs> <laughs> I'm like wait I already just said spiller
1: <laughs> that's that's like a serious tongue twister. <laughs> you know, that's, it's funny. I
0: got that from a woman who did a video challenge with me. Who she, Her name was Liz Donaghy, the garden goddess by the sea. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know how you create a perfect potted plant? You have the thriller, the filler, and the spiller. And then I've taken that on and translated into video. That's interesting. So what's an example of a thriller? So the thriller is the hook. So it's the first thing you want to say in your video. This is this is both for um, pre-recorded videos and live videos. So you, even though like people may just start being you know start coming on in you know in the live setting, when people are watching the replay, they want to know why they're watching right away. Like don't waste my time. Tell me what's going on here. So thrill them immediately. Um, then the filler is the value that you share, or you know the the meat part of your content, what's in the middle section, and then the spiller is your call to action.
1: Ah, got it. Okay, cuz what I always find hard is like, okay, I remember that I need to tell them at the beginning what we're going to be talking about because yes, for the replay. But then it's like, okay, but nobody's here live yet. It takes them one to 2 minutes to get there. So what do you do during that time? You know, I started just telling a personal story about something happened to me yesterday. So I always say,
0: uh, you know, for those of you who are new to me because if this video gets shared Um, and it's people who aren't familiar with who I am because maybe, you know, your friend of a friend of a friend shared it and it's now like, you're like, who the hell is this? So I, you know, I do my thriller, then I introduce myself. Mm. I say, you know, for those of you who are new to me, my name's Holly G. I'm your go-to video gal. And, you know, go into my little spiel and say, if you want to find out more information about me, you can come on over to my Facebook page or you go on over to hollygstudios.com. And if you're enjoying this
1: content, why don't you make sure you share it with your friends? (laughs) Right. Right. Perfect. Yeah. I do. I do. Do remember to say who I am. Cause that is such a good point. Like the people that are showing up live, they all know who I am. At least most of them. Yeah. Like, so the, I, it's, the replay do not. Yeah. So maybe if it's being
0: shared, that's why I also say that, you know, pretty early on in the beginning.
1: Good point. Yeah. So how can people, you know, get more viewers and keep their viewers on a Facebook live?
0: Sure. So first this isn't the field of dreams, right? <laughs> so if you go live, that doesn't mean they're going to come. Um, you have to inform people that you're going live. So tell people you're going live. So whether it means that, you know, you're sending out tweets to your people, however you kind of interact with your audience to let them know that what's going on, you know, for you. Um, whether that means you're sending them an email newsletter or like I said, you're tweeting or maybe you're going on Instagram and you're or snapping something and saying, hey, we're going live in 20 minutes. Hey, we're going live in 10 minutes. Hey, we're going live in five minutes. You know, just get the word out there Um, and I would, I would caution you to say, if you're going live, like three times a week, do not do this every time you go live. Right. Um, you know, keep it to the most important lives because then it starts to become noise, you know, like, and then it's not as exclusive or important. Like, but if you're like, Hey, we're going live today and we're going to be taking requests and, you know, we're going to be telling you how we, how we came up with the song, you know, songy, song, song, right.
1: Right or a song that just hit number one on iTunes, and we want to let you know, like, why do we write this song?
0: Exactly, yeah. Something like the thrill them. That's the thriller. <laughs> um, then you know, in general, you want to be consistent with your schedule. So if if at all possible, like if you're doing kind of like a live show, and I'm using air quotes, I know you can't see me, but like a live show <laughs> where you're you have kind of an idea. Of consistently the kind of content that you want to deliver on your live. So whether that means like Thursdays is tune Thursday and we're gonna come on and we're gonna sing a new tune or we're gonna share, you know, something in that regard, you know, stay consistent. So for me, I go live Tuesdays and Thursdays at two o'clock. Tuesdays, Thursdays, two o'clock. Tuesdays, Thursdays, two o'clock. I know I'm not a singer, so don't judge me. Um, but you know, consistently going live on the same time at the same day, it's almost like your favorite TV show, right? So now you know like Tuesdays and Thursdays at two o'clock. I can tune in and I'm going to see the live show that I'm expecting. But also staying consistent in you know how you show up, um, and then inter, intercutting that consistency with more fun like behind the scenes stuff, or just like story time, or you know taking people behind the scenes or backstage or you know on rehearsals. Like maybe you rehearse you know Wednesdays at one o'clock every week. So maybe you want to broadcast that live. Maybe you don't. I don't know. You know, just letting people know, staying consistent. And then, you know, having a plan and structure is going to help keep the viewers on. So using, you know, something like my go live formula where there's some structure, but it's not so structured that you don't leave any room for spontaneity because that's part of the joy and beauty and fun of going live is that anything can happen. But if anything doesn't happen, I have an agenda that I'm going to stick to. Right. And thinking
1: like a marketer, you know, you, you got to think about getting the people yeah. to comment and yeah. respond. You've got to actually come up with ideas of like questions that you can ask them. Yes. Because you that, want that them. That was my next point. No, have a conversation, okay. include your audience and ask engaging <laughs> questions. <laughs> oh, I'm jumping on your... No worries, going. no worries. That's, but that's a huge, huge
0: point. If, if I wanted to be talked. Two, I would go to YouTube and watch one of your pre-recorded, edited videos. Totally, if I want to have a conversation with you. That's when I know I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna want to show up live to your broadcast. If you consistently show up live and you don't recognize people that are trying to talk to you and you don't say, oh, well, thank you so much, Jill. Thank you for popping in. Thank you for liking, you know, the video. Thank you for sharing it or whatever have you. And thank you for asking that question. You know, bring people in. They're there because you're there and they want to have a conversation with you. And that's super important. And does don't you feel special like when someone shouts you out? Like I know I feel special like when I pop on and someone's like, hey Holly oh, thank you so much for being here. Or like they, they read my question or my comment out loud. I know it makes me feel special. And then I feel because I feel special because they gave me a shout out. Now I feel more connected to them. Now I'm, I'm, I'm almost going from their fan to their advocate because I'm like, Hey, you know, John from the band, he gave me a shout out. I'm going to share this with all my friends. Cause I know they're going to hear him shout me out. And oh, how special so do I
1: feel? That is so true. You're definitely going to want to share that cuz like like listen at, you know, minute number 5. Exactly. You know, they they said my name, you know. Oh, I'm I'm like blushing. I'm like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> they said my name. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but it's true. It's, you know, it's those little things. You know, we're, at the end of the day, we're all human. We want connection. Yeah, that's that's true. And I think, you know, before Live came out, I felt like, you know, Facebook you know, originally it was like a connection platform and then it just kind of felt like a talking at people platform because there Mm -hmm. wasn't as much engagement. And now we're back to the engagement again, which is what everybody craves.
0: Yeah. I think definitely the tides are shifting. Yay. (laughs) we're We're going back to community and
1: conversation in a big way. I agree. I agree. I've seen that in my business. And I just want to encourage all you musicians out there that that is the direction you want to go. And that's what's fun about being a musician. I mean, why are you a musician? Because you want to share your music with other people, you don't just make it for yourself. Yes. Cool. Well, this has all been super helpful. And I know the musicians listening have learned a ton about video and it's going to help them overcome any of those, you know, the sticking points that are keeping them from doing it. So I would love to hear a little bit about your course, uh, going live like a pro. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Go live like a pro. Mm -hmm. Let it, let them know. Um, I'm going to have a button on my page and I'm going to give them a link on where they can go to get involved in the course, but let them know a little bit of what it's about
0: sure so it's since you know the landscape is constantly changing and live there are new apps that are you know being updated and introduced on a daily basis it's more like it's not just like a a dead area where nothing it's like tumbleweeds facebook tumbleweeds or live tumbleweeds are rolling around this is an active training area i'm constantly you know have my peepers popped on the latest and greatest news and information so that i can you know assimilate all of that stuff for you turn it into trainings or cheat sheets or checklists or add different resources and tools to the training area so that you are up to date at all times and you don't have to waste your time scouring the web for all of the latest information. Or if you're like, oh, there's a new tool that came out it's, um, you know, the Ecamm, Live by, you know, um, this company, and I want to check it out. Well, there's already a training inside the training area for you, Mm. or you can be like Holly. Did you check out this thing? And I would be like, I will add that to my list, and I will totally check it out and beta test it, and report back to you what my findings are. You know, I'm fully invested in there. So basically, you know, it's a place where I also have my Go Live like a pro formula in there and different, you know, different breakdowns. But just know that it's always fresh and up to date and. Although I'm not physically in the live training area, I have a link where you can access um, Bali. She is my Bati double. She is my <laughs> Hollypot. Um, but once my Hollybot is alerted that you want to speak to me, you get to actually speak to me. So that's always
1: fun. That's really cool. That's really cool. <laughs> So um, yeah, I'll, let, I'll um, give you guys the link. I probably have given it to you at the beginning of the show by the time this is out. But um, you can always go to the show notes page for this episode and find the button that will allow you to access this amazing course that she's got. And it's really important to be up to date because you know i know if you hear about something or you want to figure out how to do it sometimes you go looking for things and then you find these blogs and you're like what's the date of this oh this is too old it's bad information you know knowing what's happening now is so important on this kind of platform because it is changing constantly absolutely so very much value here so thank you so much holly and let them know also how they can get in touch with you either on social media maybe they want to come watch your live show Ooh. Thank you so much, Bree, for having me. If anybody would like to find out more information about me, you
0: can go on over to Holly G Studios or I'm on all social platforms at Holly G Studios.
1: Awesome. You got that tag. That's great when you can get it across the board. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been really valuable and I really appreciate you being a guest today. Thank you so much. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson.